Hi there, it's Kathy from Rock Your Retirement, and it's time for another really great guest. I am so excited that she agreed to come on the show. Marianne Osher is a retirement consultant, a certified retirement coach, and founder of Retire and Be Happy. She sounds like my kind of people, let me tell you. She is a seasoned expert committed to helping people create a happy, fulfilling post-career phase of their lives through her workshops, seminars, public speaking, and individual coaching. She also works with singles and couples to successfully build and maintain healthy and rewarding relationships. After all, having a solid relationship is central to creating a happy, fulfilling life. I could not agree with that more. Marianne's been retired. Marianne has been retired. <laughs> Try this again. <laughs> Marianne has retired twice after spending over 40 years in the corporate world. She is a certified retirement and relationship coach. She holds a master's of management from Northwestern University Kellogg School of Management in Chicago. And she received her training and certifications from Relationship Coaching Institute and Retirement Options. It is so funny. I've never had a trouble pronouncing the word retirement before. So Marianne, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kathy. And you know what? I think it's phenomenal that you stumbled on that word because that word does not belong in our lexicon anymore. That word no longer describes what this time of our life is. And we're all trying to retire the word retirement. So Perfect. Good reason for you stumbling, stumbling on it. <laughs> that is a perfect example of why we should never use that word again. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> of course, it'd be difficult for me since the name of the show is Rocky Retirement. <laughs> so, Marianne, tell me about these two retirements that you've had. Thanks for asking, Kathy. My first, the first segment of my career was at United Airlines, and I was in the marketing department doing a lot of really fun and exciting things when along came a hostile takeover, and my then-husband and I both were offered golden parachutes, and I was 40, and it was like, yeah, yes, I can do this. We moved. He was 18 years older. So we moved down here to Florida. We moved to Marco Island. And, and you know, it just was like so many retirements start out. It was a, just this great honeymoon. Everything was fabulous. It was so wonderful to be free of, you know, the pressure and the, you know, just to do what you wanted to do. And then, you know, reality set in and I wasn't, I needed something more to do. And he got depressed and things spiraled down into a very unpleasant place. And sadly, we ended up contributing to the the gray divorce statistic and got divorced. I'm so, so sorry. So I said, whoa, yeah, you know, I guess I better, with no alimony, because I certainly didn't want to put him in that situation since I had lots more earning potential. So I went back to the corporate world for another 14 years working in market research. And... This time, I decided I needed to figure this out a little bit better. So about a year before I was going to turn 65 and realized I w it was time for me to stop the traveling. I was so tired of traveling. I traveled all over the world and I was tired of it. So I started figuring out what is it that I want to retire to? 
And I had along the way uh, remarried and had a, ha- have still a 17-year ha- very happy uh, marriage. But I wanted to share that. I wanted to help other people have the kind of a relationship that my husband and I have. So I chose to study relationship coaching. Now, one of the good things I did was I started that about a year before I was going to retire. So I had time to sort of get into it and make sure I liked it and get prepared for it. So when it was time to leave, I kind of leapt into that. Now you say, how does relationship coaching relate to retirement coaching? And the reality is, as I I know, I live in in a community where there are lots of people that are either semi-retired or almost retired or just retired, Naples, Florida. And as the couples were coming to see me, I more and more heard things like, we used to have such a great relationship, but now all we do is bicker and fight. And I found as we began to peel back the onion and find out what was really going on for them, they were struggling with this whole big process of transitioning from this life that they used to have into where they are now. So I earned my certification as a, as a retirement coach. And the reality is, you know, adjusting to retirement also has a big relationship component. So now I get to practice two things that I'm passionate about. And that's what's brought me to where I am today. Well, what an honor to talk with you because that is the whole reason why I started this show, because uh, there is a high divorce rate as people move into retirement because they don't know how to deal. You know, everything changes, right? I mean, the especially I, this is becoming more true for women, but I would say that in my experience, men in particular see themselves as their job. I mean, they are what they do for a living. And when they don't have that anymore, just like your first husband, they become depressed. And we women tend to rule the roost at home. And when the men get here, you know, and they're here all the time, starting to tell us what to do. (laughs) We don't like that. Has that been basically what you found in your in your uh, new career coaching? (laughs) Oh, that is, Kathy, you're, you're so correct. I think Part of the, there are a couple of scenarios that go on, of course, it depends on what the situation is with each couple, but let's take what you were just saying. A woman was was used to being home most of the time, was in charge of everything that was going on in the household, and now arrives her husband, who was very used to being in charge of his world, and you put your finger on it. The first thing is, when you move out of your career, that loss of who you are is huge. And when we are so engrossed in our careers, it's who we are becomes what we do and how we contribute to the world through what we do. And when that's gone, it's like, oh my God, now what? Who am I? Who am I today? My dad said, my dad was a senior vice president for Sears Roebuck years ago when it was a really good company. And I, I remember she, like the week before he retired, we were having dinner around the big family dinner table and, and he got really quiet. And then he sort of picked up, 
his business card and we hadn't noticed that it was on the table. It was face down. And he said, he held it up and he said, today this card opens up a lot of doors. And next week it isn't going to be worth the paper it was printed on. And that is such a huge change. And it doesn't matter today whether it's a woman or a man. That loss has huge ramifications in terms of your ability to successfully adapt to this new phase of your life. When you heard your dad say that, what went through your mind? I said, wow, how's he going to deal with it? What's he going to do? Now, fortunately... Oh, my dad did a little bit of what you were talking about before. So, okay, so here comes somebody whose business card isn't worth anything anymore, and they don't have anything to manage. And where are, what are the things that they can manage? They can manage what's going on in the household, and then they can get on the board of their homeowners association or condo association and think they still run it like they used to. Well, guess what? Neither one works. It's not how it works. <laughs> And, and so, yes, that creates huge issues. And, you know, and, and sort of back to the, the topic of, of what we're talking about today is when that situation unfolds, when you were not ready for it, when you were not planning to retire, but something happened and now it's already upon you, that makes that ability to deal with not only that change, but all the other changes that normally happen in retirement, but on top of it, you've got a whole bunch of other stuff going on when you didn't choose the time that you're going through this. And it can be really painful. Is that the majority of your clients when they've been laid off, downsized, their company folded, whatever? Is that is that who normally will reach out to you? No, it's a combination of people. Um, I certainly have <laughs> I certainly have worked with people that have been in that situation. And in fact, to be honest with you, one of my stellar clients who is actually featured as a success story on my website is a person who started out in that situation. And, you know, for the, for the purposes of this, we'll call him Rich. And Rich was one of those people who he was a, he was running a very large very important aspect of uh, one of the government county governments around here and it was a it was an extremely important part of it it was part of the emergency management part but it was a it was the overarching part of it and all of a sudden one day that department was eliminated oh no and you know you know this this kind of thing happens with corporate reorganizations with downsizing with your health going bad but when it's in it's when it's thrust upon you in an unexpected way it just unleashes so many challenges certainly the ones we were talking about before but also the challenges of oh my god i'm not ready for this financially what what am i going to do but even worse than that is the emotional baggage that it creates. And so in Rich's case, I met him actually at a dinner party. And he he did what a lot of people that haven't quite adjusted to this new part of their life is. He introduced himself based on what he used to do because he was stuck back in what he used to do. 
because he hadn't been able to get over it. And he, um, when he and I started working together, it became really clear how depressed he was. I mean, he, he had trouble getting up in the morning. He said, you know, maybe by mid-afternoon I had enough energy to read the paper. I mean, he was in serious trouble. He was miserable, and oh, my God, so was his wife, as you can imagine. And so, but what, what became clear as we started talking is that he'd lost all sense of purpose in his life. I mean, that's that's true whether you retire by your own choice or whether you retire before you're ready to. That whole stripping away of the business card that used to mean so much, and now you kind of don't have the ability to um, to contribute in a way that you believed was important, it's really devastating. And so even though he was like really happily married and still is really happily married, thank God, he no longer felt like he mattered. Mm. And when, you know, and when that unexpected retirement comes, that like hits you in the face. I don't matter. Well, that is such a, a good example. And when we come back from the break, I'd like you to tell us one or two things that you did to, to help alleviate that, something actionable that our listener can take with him or her so that they can help themselves get out of that feeling that, you, that we have when we lose a job unexpectedly. So we'll be right back after these words. Do you want to join in the conversation? Have a question that you need help with? Join our Facebook group. It's free and we have fun in there along with supporting each other. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash community and apply to be a member. Welcome back. This is Kathy and I am here with Marianne Osher. And before we went on break, she was telling us about one of her clients, Rich, who had a very important job with the government. And then all of a sudden, his position was eliminated. And she met him at a dinner party, started working with him. And Marianne, why don't you tell us the rest of the story? Yes, Kathy. And when when you're faced with that unexpected reality that you are facing retirement bef- way before you expected to, one of the first things that happens is anger. I'm mad at the situation. It's unfair. And, and when you hold on to that anger, it becomes resentment. And that resentment keeps you stuck in the pain of what happened. So one of the first things that Rich did after he was, after he acknowledged that that's where he was and that that's what he was feeling, you know, we worked on releasing that resentment. And one of the big ways to do that, believe it or not, is to forgive the person or people that made it happen because that emotion holds you back from moving on. I mean, one of the, one of the things about resentment is when you, you hold on to it, it's kind of like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's kind of not how it works. Right. That and, is so true. And so by, by working through that, 
one of the other things that happened in, in, in often happens with people in that situation is some of the other baggage that you've been carrying around through your life, but you never had time to look at, started starts bubbling up. And so we worked through letting go of that. But the most important thing is once Rich was able to let go of the resentment and the pain of not only being being in that situation, but of some of the other stuff that came up about it, he was then able to start to focus on what's happening now. And so we worked on building what I call your happiness portfolio. You know, your financial advisor, thankfully, helps you with your financial portfolio, which of course you need, but we focus on your happiness portfolio. And, that, and, and in that, you look at figuring out all of the eight important areas of your life and what you want them to look like and be like. And in Rich's case, he sort of, through the process, unfold, uh, you know, awakened his desire to write. And so he took some creative writing classes and he thought about doing mem- his memoirs, but he, eh, and he realized that maybe he had some stories to tell. But then he took this creative writing class, and in the process, he uncovered an old short story that he'd written after he came back from Vietnam all those years ago. And it was a fiction. It was a fictional portrayal of what he actually saw on the streets in, in Vietnam. And that story, he polished it up and through a connection with his daughter. That story today, Kathy is in like the fourth level of review um, at Universal Studios as a very highly potential script for a movie. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. And, you know, part of that is, components of that is, you know, use your networks to help you build where you're going to go. And so, so he's changed. So he's, he's now written into a screenplay. He's, taken the short story and made it into a larger book, which he's getting ready to publish. This man no longer tries to figure out how to get out of bed in the morning. He no longer figures out what he's going to do at three o'clock in the afternoon. He gets out of bed with gust and vigor and enthusiasm and has lots of things going on because he was able to tap back into a sense of purpose, a sense of why I'm here, a sense of Man, I matter again. That is awesome. Now, I want to circle back to something you said earlier. You said that there are eight areas of happiness. And the funny thing is, is that today I just did a Facebook Live. And I'm Mm -hmm. not sure when our interview will be released. So, you know, it, it could be months from now. It could be, you know, two weeks from now. I have no idea. But in my Facebook Live, I listed six areas, and I'd like to know what your eight are to see if they match up or if I'm missing a couple that you have that I don't. Tell me, tell me what your eight are. I I will. I'm just pulling up my. I have some, you know, this happiness portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Just, and the um, I, I call them arenas, right? It starts with the very center very center of it is getting in touch with your purpose. What matters to you? What are your gifts and skills that you can give in some way to someone else somehow? And it doesn't matter how big or how small because in in Rich's case, he thought, oh, writing a a book isn't very important. And the 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 reality is it is important to everybody that's going to benefit from the book. And it certainly is important to him. Okay, so the eight arenas are 
First, self-development. Continuing to grow. Continuing to understand that you can be excited about wherever you are in this in your life. And embracing what is now and continuing to be a better person as a result of the things that you choose, whether it's lifelong learning, like the Osher Center we were talking about, whether no matter what it is, it's going to help you develop. The second is health and well-being. The third is your primary relationship. As we were talking about before, relationships are central to who we are as human beings and having a strong primary relationship is important whether it's a whether it's a marriage relationship or a life a long-term partnership or whether it's strong friends or strong family whatever it is that your primary relationship is the fourth one is your social networks especially as we move further along in our life our social connections become more and more important and when you move out of retirement into this new phase they may change. You know, they're no longer the people you used to work with. They're now new people. And it's building new networks, building new connections with people, whether it's a few or whether it's a lot. Everybody's different, but building them. The fifth is spirituality and religion. And this is not about proposing any kind of religion because that's not where I am. But it is about the fact that as we progress in our life, we become more aware of the fact that at some point this physical body isn't going to work anymore. And so what's it all about, Elfie? And so getting in touch with that and what that means for you. The sixth is leisure. And, you know, you, you, I, I just finished this um, symposium where I inter- every year I interviewed 12 people. And one of the people I interviewed this year was an expert in leisure. And when I first started talking to him, I wonder, you know, why do you have to be an expert in leisure? <laughs> and the reality is not all of us get it right. And so it, again, it's like in this, in this happiness portfolio in all these eight areas, it's about them being balanced. You know, maybe it's m- much more now in this time of your life than it used to be, but is it, should it be the only thing? The seventh is, you know, community. How are you giving back? What, you know, what are you doing for other people around you? And the last one is vocation or professional. And that's important even though it's it's this retirement thing because more and more and more of us are either having to work or choosing to work. And so how does that fit into the balance of all of the other things that are important as you move, as as you're in this time of your life? How do all eight of them work together holistically so that you have as much as you want in each one of them so that the balance is there so that at the end of the day you say, yeah, this is the life I want to be living. That is so important. And you know, we match up pretty well. Oh, good. Our items, yeah. Mine is a little bit different than yours. And when I first started the show, it's funny because um, in the fi- in the Facebook Live, I consolidated, <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that I consolidated out was adventure and travel, which matches up with your leisure. Mm. Um, but yeah, the ones that I sort of consolidated into six was spiritual, which you mentioned, mm-hmm. significant other, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Friendship, which you called social, social. networks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. which you mentioned, health, 
and yes. and family, which I separate out from social. Well, I yeah, I I put that in its own. So basically, you, the two that you have that I didn't are self development and leisure. So maybe I need to rethink that. <laughs> well, leisure or or the the community, the give back, the volunteer kind of the what are you doing? Yeah, for to others? me that's work. That's within the work. Work and volunteer are kind of uh, all together. Right. I got it. I can see why you would say that. Yeah. So, um, but I I really like the fact that we're matching up so well. Me I, too. Yeah, I I love what you're doing. And I love the fact that you're doing this group coaching and one-on-one coaching. People really need that. And, you know, a little while ago, somebody asked me how I was going to monetize my podcast because I'm not monetizing it. And I thought about it. And I was on this trip. And on the trip, I met somebody on the bus going back to the airport. We were on a cruise and I started talking to somebody and she actually uh, is an HR director for a very large corporation. And we started talking and she said, you know, and I gave her an idea. I said, you know, I, I'm thinking about coaching, but not one-on-one. I'm thinking about coaching groups, you know, cause in my past life, I used to sell 401k plans. And, um, so I'm very familiar with working with HR And she said, we need that. (laughs) She said, I definitely need that. And basically, she went into what you were talking about when people lose their jobs, and it's not by their choice. Mm. And so I had this whole thing planned out. And then about two months later, two, three months later, I went through this program. I don't know if you're aware of it's called Marie Forleo's B-School. No, I'm not actually. She's an online phenomenon. I mean, she's got a, it's mostly younger, people younger than us (laughs) that, that watch her, but she's got a YouTube channel called Marie TV. And I went through her program. And then while I was in the program, I decided that I didn't want to do it. And you know, the, the reason why I didn't want to do it, you're going to laugh. What? I don't want to wear shoes. I don't want to wear business shoes. I don't want to wear a business outfit and I don't want to wear pumps. You know, I've been there, did that. When I was a financial advisor, I did that. And, you know, now I pretty much wear sandals. I'm not wearing them today because it's so cold out today. But, but yeah, I, I decided I just don't want to do it. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, hey. But, you know, that doesn't mean that means that you can still use your ideas and your skills and your abilities to deliver that just a different way. Or I can bring people to you. I mean, having <laughs> okay. this show, people can, people can find you. I mean, that's one of the things I love about this show is that I bring guests on the show that, you know, the, the I see my show as being more of an encyclopedia. You know, not everybody listens to every episode because... You know, like uh, I had an episode on urinary tract infections. Well, unless you've got a a parent with dementia, you know, who you think might be having some dementia, you're probably not going to listen to that show. I've had episodes on sex. Well, unless you're, well, actually, probably a lot of people like those episodes, but I'll bet (laughs) there are certain episodes that you're just not going to listen to unless you have a need right then and there. So that's what makes my show a little bit different. It's more of a encyclopedia. 
I'm I'm amazed at how many listeners I I have know that. I mean, it's it's just growing, and this is such a small niche, as you know. You know, you don't wake up in the morning and say, "Hey, I wish I had a retirement coach. Where can I find one?" <laughs> but you know, you know, actually, Kathy, it's growing. It's growing a lot, and one of the things that that I learned, I I, I did some research on my own among the the people that are on my list, which which have come from a whole variety of different ways. And part of my question was, you know, what do you need in this time of your life? And, and I came from a market research background, so it was easy for me to construct that and, and analyze it. And what I found is that, you know, as baby boomers, we believe that there is no one-fits-all solution. We're going to figure it out ourselves. And so when I did my research among the people that that uh, you know follow me and that I've been in, involved with, I learned, and it was a pretty good sample. It was about twenty five hundred people. I learned that there are kind of three categories of ways that that our generation wants help. The first one is do it yourself. Point me to the resources. Let me listen to Kathy's podcasts. Let me listen to Marianne's symposiums. Let me read books, and I'll figure it out myself. And you know what? That's perfectly great. There's Then it kind of ratchets up. Then there's another level of people who say, you know, I kind of want to do it to myself, but I need a little bit of help. And they want workshops and seminars and, you know, a little bit of interaction, but they still feel like they're in control. Then there's a group of people who say, you know what, I'm unique, I need it tailored for me and my needs and what I'm going through, and they're the people who want coaching. And every one of those approaches is perfect. It's just, which one do you want? Absolutely. And it looks like you have two of those covered, right? The workshops and the coaching. Actually, I just launched my new website yesterday, and there's a whole bunch of resources for self-help resources as well. Oh, so you have all three covered. So that's yep. based on the research that people told me that that's what they wanted. Oh, that is so perfect. What a great segue. So now that we're coming up to the end of the show, let us know how we can reach you. Again, my name is Marianne Osher. You can reach me at Marianne and it's spelled differently. It's spelled the way that the Statue of Liberty is spelled. And that's M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E at retireandbehappy.com. I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Terrific. And my phone number, and I'm delighted to take calls, is my office number is area code 239-434-9900. And I look forward to talking to anybody who has questions or is exploring what's going on in their life. Thank you so much, Marianne, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, Kathy. Thank you. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. <music> 